What's up, everybody? This is Kai. You're about to listen to episode 67 of Women Who Kill. Hey, if you like the show so far, don't forget to stop by Apple Podcasts, formerly known as iTunes. Leave a rating, leave a review. Helps a lot. Helps new people find the show. The more people find the show, the longer I can keep doing this. If you want to send me an email, you can do that at wwkpodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to support with your dollars, which, let's be honest, is the best way to do it right now, you can do that at patreon.com slash kaichoice. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash k-a-i-c-h-o-y-c-e. You get uh, access to bonus content. I send out free stuff once in a while. I used to have the archives there, but then I released those out into the wild for everyone uh, because I'm a good person. Our guest today... Very funny person, uh, actor, writer, sex worker, Brie Esrig. That's you. How are you doing? That's me. I didn't know if you were done. I was like, should I say hi? Well, hi, Kai. Hey. <laughs> I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for doing it. Are you in L.A.? I am in L.A., yeah. It's crazy that most people are in L.A. right now, and they still are not meeting up yeah. because of COVID, which smart, smart. I totally get that, but like... It's hard to not see LA people and like go into a podcast studio. Yeah, which I don't know. I kind of like it. My studio setup is it's made for two people, but now mm-hmm. I've been doing this for a year with just one person, and I'm like, I gotta gotta admit, I kind of like. It. I don't have to clean the house before uh, so nice. people come over anymore. I get to be fully naked, <laughs> and you'll never, and no one ever knows. It's great. Yeah, I can't, I can't do that because <laughs> I have a leather chair, so. Ooh, yeah. yeah, no. It's not, not <laughs> ideal. Not an ideal situation. That's an ouchie. Yeah. <laughs> that is an ouchie. So, uh, there's oh, nothing worse than going to like a diner uh, and like wearing shorts and just on a hot summer's day, just trying to get up from that booth at the end of the meal, just stick into it. I want to, mm. I want to say I know what you mean. Um, the, the closest I can imagine is, uh, I remember being a little kid and having, uh, an old, like classic Cadillac. And uh, it had those leather seats. But uh, not since adulthood have I found myself in public in uh, short shorts on leather. So, (laughs) (laughs) Well, one of these days you got to try it. (laughs) So today we're going to be talking about this story is ridiculous. And and I say this often. I say this quite often because a lot of the stories you talk are ridiculous. But Jean Weber... Jean Webb, Jean Weber is uh, how you say it if you're <laughs> an American, but she was yep. French. That that's how I assume French people talk. Jean Weber. My name is Jean Weber. <laughs> <laughs> the ogress. <laughs> you gotta say it while smoking like six cigarettes at once. Now, oh, I love her. <laughs> I love her. She gotta, Listen, she, she's awful. She's terrible. She's a murderer but I love her. What does she look like? She kind of looks like someone in it. She's kind of got like an Alex Jones thing going on. Oh yeah. She looks a little. I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of fucked up that they call her the ogress. Yeah. I mean, I'm like a body positivity person, but at the same time, she is a killer. So, you know, yeah, she does look a little like Shrek, a little like, a... but in a, in a creepy way, not in like a, you know, shamey way. Like in a, she has a terrifying half smile on her face in the pictures so you went with shrek you didn't even go with fiona <laughs> <laughs> yeah i forgot to be fair i forgot <laughs> she's a sturdy looking lady St- 
sturdy and, and for she, sure. Like she's strong. Like she could strangle if, uh, an adult uh-huh. for sure. She didn't, but she could. She really was not living up to her full potential as a sturdy mm-hmm. murderess. <laughs> I like sturdy murderous uh-huh. as like a descriptor. <laughs> now she was born in uh, 1874, October 7th, specifically. Uh, y- you know this game. What is uh, October 7th? What is astrologically speaking? Ooh, I'm bad at this. Okay. I don't right know. Now. I don't know astrology other than my own sign, which is bad, but I'm sure that's like, I'm a Taurus. So I'm sure that's a very Taurus thing to say. You're a Taurus. Wait, yeah. what's, your, what's your birthday? April 21st. Oh, okay. It's coming up. Yeah. Oh, happy birthday soonish. Thank you. When's your birthday? January. January what? 19th. Oh, damn. My sister's is the 6th. Oh, yeah. So I was going to be like, oh, Capricorn. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I am. I'm a cusp. You still cap? I'm a Capricorn right on the cusp of Aquarius. And that's all I know. I don't know my, my <laughs> moon or my, my rising or my house or fucking whatever yeah. all that shit is but i have been told i i am very capricornish don't they all just mean like stubborn mm, not all of them not all of them Mm-mm. just mine and my partners you guys are both the same sign no no he's a cancer i'm a taurus and apparently we're compatible but we're both aggressive like not not aggressive stubborn uh-huh. unwilling to compromise i'm like how are we compatible then uh-huh. whatever so he's she's October 7th. Uh, he's a cancer. He's, he's a cis guy, right? I'm assuming. Yes. Aren't they all cancers? Just kidding. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a cancer on society, yes. <laughs> so October 7th is Libra. And uh, just Libra. like the, the most basic, basic traits of Libra, I guess. Uh, and this is coming from the first page of Google. I'm not diving deep here. I'm just going for the surface. Is that uh, they are uh, disciplined. Okay. See, none, That's none an of this. accurate descriptor for her. But you know what is not an accurate descriptor is, uh, is the fact that uh, Libras are uh, supposedly very great at seeing life from different perspectives and putting themselves in the shoes of those who are around them. Oh, boy. <laughs> They're very compassionate and loving people. Yeah. Definitely not murderers. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, let's just say, like, uh, not only could she not put herself into the shoes of, of her victims, she literally could not put herself into the shoes of any of her victims because they were such tiny Ooh. shoes. Now. <laughs> so good. Sorry. <laughs> now, Gina, she, she killed babies, and we're going to get right into it. Uh, October 7th is when she was born. She had like a not, not fantastic upbringing, but, but who did in the late 1800s in France, right? Fair. She grew up, totally fair. She grew up poor. I believe she grew up poor because she left home at 14, which doesn't seem like something that a a well-off family would let their kid do. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's what they did back then. Those kids would jump and to the factory and start yeah, working. Yeah. And she did that until she got married at the age of tw- uh, 20. Okay. Or is it 19? She Hold was on. like 19. Okay. So she was like, an she was old ready to maid. settle down. Yeah. By the time <laughs> she was like, oh, I can't believe all my friends are, have been married since 16. And here I am 19 still haven't been given away to an adult man. So she got married to, which I feel like every time I talk about 
a woman on this show who got married. Her husband was an alcoholic. Were there any mm. men who were not alcoholics? That's fair. And also anyone, just in general at that time. Like, if I had to live through that shit, I would absolutely be an alcoholic. Yeah. They had three kids and two died in 1905. Wow. At this point, it's assumed natural causes. Mm-hmm. Now, Jean uh, also liked to drink a lot. and. Uh, she lived in a, a very shitty apartment with her husband and the remaining kid who, uh, at this point in time, once uh, when the first two kids died, the remaining son was seven. 1905, March 2nd. Oh, no. It's when the first murder happens. She's babysitting for her sister-in-law. And then uh, one of her sister-in-law's two kids just dies. Oh my goodness, but how? 18 months old. They said it was convulsions. Okay, yeah. Lots of two-year-olds having convulsions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the kid also had bruises on her neck, but people were like, the medical examiner was just like, yeah, whatever. Like, was this a common thing? Was it so common for children to die with bruises on their necks that it, it was routinely ignored as like not a big deal? Maybe that's what they do over there. I know that like it's very common for you know, couples to have affairs in France. Uh-huh. And, you know, it's not as looked down upon as it is here. Maybe that's, it's the same thing. If your baby cries a lot, you got to do something about it. Maybe. It's not going to be good. Did you, did you watch The Simpsons as a kid? I was not allowed Me too. to watch The Simpsons. Really? Yeah, and see, look at, look how we ended up. <laughs> <laughs> we are like, we are like the ones that tell dead baby jokes. We were like the ones in school who were like, you want to hear a crazy joke? <laughs> So The Simpsons was um, one of the the things I remember the most from The Simpsons is how Homer was always strangling Bart. Oh, yeah. And it was like cute and funny. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's a French influence. (laughs) So, okay. So so this kid dies and uh, they're like, oh, yeah, no, no biggie, right? A few days later, she gets invited back to babysit again. Nine days later. If your baby died, would like nine days later, you, you would you be like, time for another babysitter? Or would you be like, I, I would like to stay home with my remaining children and show them how much I care because I'm still reeling over the loss of the youngest? Yeah, I mean, that one for sure. However, everyone was really drunk back then. Yeah. I mean, what, what was sister-in-law doing even? She's at the bar. She's like, I'm grieving. Yeah, what did you get a baby? I don't, I don't see. Here's a, here's the thing. I, and you probably can tell this, uh, if if you're a regular listener, I don't know a lot about history. Like, I, I like looking <laughs> things up and I like learning things in the moment. But mm-hmm. uh, as far as uh, history of other countries goes, I, I don't know much, and I'm willing to admit it's because we just didn't learn that in school, right? Like, yeah. I don't remember learning that much about any history. Not even our own. U.S. history. Barely our own. Yeah. Barely. They hid so much from us. <laughs> okay, people are like, on Twitter, they'll say, you know, you remember back in the day when blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, I don't. I, I never heard this in my life. Yeah. So I don't know wow. in 1905 what French women were doing. Were they working? Were their husbands mostly the ones who worked? I don't know. 
But all this to say, uh, I, I, opium or that, I just want to know what the sister in law was doing because totally when uh, when Jean came back to babysit on March 11th, nine days after the first kid died, uh, the two year old died as well. Oh. She's two for two on sister in law's kids. Damn. She's a terrible sister-in-law. Yeah. Now, again, the the doctor was like, ah, no, convulsions? What was medical school like in, in, in France in the 1900s? Doctors were like, eh, sure. They were like, here's a sick costume. It's got like a big beak on it. You look like a giant crow. Are you talking about the plague and that's mask? that's about it. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's what you, to become a doctor, you just have to get fitted for that outfit. Uh-huh. And that's it. Because this shit, is, like, any smart person, not even, you don't have to be smart to look at bruises on someone's neck and say, oh, that person was strangled. Yeah, or may, maybe, if not, that's how they died, then maybe it might have contributed to it. I don't know. Right. <laughs> now, March 25th, which is like two weeks later, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. Jean gets another babysitting job. Uh, this time she must have great references, right? Yeah. Or like, no, what was she? No one was calling her old references. <laughs> you know, like when you when you apply for a job and they're like, "Is it okay for us to contact your former boss?" She was just totally writing like, "Nope." <laughs> well, they sent a carrier pigeon, but she also killed the pigeon, so they never got it. <laughs> So, yeah, a couple weeks later, she's babysitting for her her brother, and his seven-year-old almost dies in what Mm -hmm. was called a choking attack. Not as in a choking attack, like we caught Gene attacking this kid by choking. Uh, They just ran into the room, and, you know, the kid was was doing the whole, like holding their hands around their throat, like fucking breathing heavy, and, you know, had red marks on their throat, and they were like, you must have swallowed water wrong, or maybe it was something you ate. She survived. I don't know what the kid told her parents. There's no word on that. They weren't like, how'd you choke? Yeah, maybe they did. Maybe maybe the kids w- lost their voice. Like, no one listens to children. That's true. <laughs> Though, to be fair, kids do make up some stupid shit. That's true. Did you have an imaginary friend? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I did, and mm-hmm. and to and now I don't remember much about them. Yeah, that seems normal. That seems normal. But now I feel I want to. Like, I feel like my imaginary friend was, like, Casper or something <laughs> like that. I don't think my imaginary friend was a person. Was it Casper as a ghost, or was it Devin Sawa as Casper? No, I think it was, like, literally, like, Casper, the cartoon version of the ghost. Right on. Yeah. Mine would have been Wendy from Casper and Wendy. That's funny. Oh, maybe April O'Neil as well. That's a, a little yeah. problematic because that was not platonic and she was much too old for me. Now, <laughs> okay, so the kid survives. The next day, they're like, uh, hey, Jean, we got to go to the bar again or wherever the fuck they're going every day. <laughs> and she comes back. Oy. And this time, the kid did not survive. Oh. Can you imagine, like, almost getting murdered and then the next day your parents bring the murderer back? No, I can't. But that, isn't that, like, most 
true crime stuff, it's like, it's always like the person that's close to that. Like crimes are usually committed by people that are close to you. The doctor who examined the kid was like, diphtheria, that's how the kid died. Now, I'm not a doctor, but I am fairly certain that diphtheria does not cause finger-shaped bruising around the neck. Now, Jean's remaining kid, her son, also died of quote-unquote diphtheria. Interesting. Didn't know diphtheria was contagious. And also they were like, yeah, it's so crazy. He has the same red marks on his throat that uh, this, other, this other kid had. Eh, I'm sure it's probably nothing. Damn, she must have been like, I don't know if she had money or not, but like she must have paid these doctors off or like sucked them off or something. Like, I think it's the latter. Yeah. I'll go more into why I think that a little bit later. Okay. But what happens next is uh, it's, it's in April now, so it's like a month later. Jean invites some family over to dinner. Two sisters-in-law. Now, how many brothers did her, or how many sisters she must have had, did her husband Yeah, a lot have? of brothers. Wait. Her husband's in-laws. sisters. Husband's sisters. It, she could, it could also be her brother's wives. Now, I don't recall reading anywhere she had siblings yeah okay so her husband is was just super trusting didn't know his wife at all and was like here here all here's my great family look at all these great nieces and nephews i've got oh wait nope they're all being picked off one by one well he was drunk all the time so that's true so he was already seeing double he thought he had like four kids but it was just two (laughs) yeah the two sisters sister-in-laws why is it, you know what I, sister-in-laws sounds mm-hmm. like the the right way to say it, but apparently yeah. it's sisters-in-law. Ugh. I know we talked about us both not being great with history. I'm not, I'm barely good with English. This oh, is I hard. Got, I got almost a perfect score on my, my verbal or my, um you know, the, the SAT portion that's not math. Only got credit for, like, writing my name on the math section. But (laughs) grammar and English and all that other shit that is completely worthless to the profession I've chosen to pursue, uh, Mm -hmm. very good at it. Well, good. At least one of us is. (laughs) It's all that matters. Yeah, I still don't understand sisters-in-law, brothers-in-law. It should be sister-in-laws. There's two of them. Yeah. One is a sister-in-law. Two should be sister-in-laws. I agree. I guess anyway. there's not two laws. It's just two sisters. Uh, That's how that works. But I mean, there's still two in-laws. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There are they two are in-laws, in-laws who also happen to be sisters. That's fair. Oh, yeah, if and they are in- sisters on top of that. Yeah, it should be sisters-in-laws. Yeah, that's what yeah it, it should be. That's what <laughs> it should, should be. be. Sisters-in-laws. <laughs> a thousand percent. <laughs> now, they had a... One of them brought their kid. And... She was like, don't you guys have some stuff to do? And they were like, I mean, we don't have anything planned, but I guess we could go shopping or something. That sounds nice. And then she was like, yeah, why don't you leave the kid with us? And they were like, perfect. <laughs> when they got back early, they found the, the son. He was unconscious and he had uh, red marks on his neck. Now. 
at this point, people are finally getting suspicious. They press charges. Gene hires uh, this guy named uh, Henry Robert, Henry Robert, Henry with an I. <laughs> it's like the most French way to say, to, to say or spell Henry, right? Henry. Yeah. Henry. Henry. You got to say it with like a fucking, like a throat vocal fry, like a throat fry. You got to choke yourself like, like Gene would have. Yeah, that's the key to the French accent. If you're yeah. listening to this in your French, I'm sorry. If it makes you feel better, you can listen to the episodes where I also make fun of um, Australian people and Russian people and Southern people uh, and people from L.A. And it, basically, I, I make fun of everyone. So yeah, if you're French, um, you can be mad at me, but but don't think that it's like exclusive. But also I'm not that sorry, because in France, people are really racist now. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, Henry Robert was uh, a famed defense lawyer. He was basically like the French Robert Kardashian. Love it. Going back to my point of uh, the point that you brought up that I agreed upon is that uh, Jean was perhaps uh, exchanging favor for favor. Mm. She grew up poor. Her husband didn't have any money. They kind of lived in poverty. You're like barely above the poverty line. And then when she is accused of murder, uh, all of a sudden she can hire the best defense attorney around. Now, normally I'd say, you know, sex work is work. But in this case, no. <laughs> yeah, I don't think she was paying him with, with, with money. Now, the trial lasted nine days. The prosecution was like, hey, she's a serial killer. All of her kids just so happen to die. Her three uh, step or, or, or what do you call nieces, nephews or whatever, they died. Yeah. Two other kids died. Three, six, eight kids. Eight kids who died so far. Mm -hmm. And her lawyer brought in a doctor, a forensic scientist, who was like, uh, I swear under oath that these kids all died of natural causes. Crazy. So she was acquitted, and uh, she went free. Now, this is in 1906 at this point. Apparently, right after her acquittal, her husband's like, mm, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Finally. It, it took half of his fucking family line disappearing for him to be like, eh, maybe this relationship is, is, is kind of toxic. The sisters-in-laws had to lock him in a room and take away all the alcohol for him to see straight. Uh -huh. They were like, please, please divorce her. They were like, uh, did you notice your kids are gone? He was like, uh, how would I notice that? I'm at the bar all the time. So Jean falls off the face of the earth. She, but she also made a big deal of being like, I was unfairly canceled. Cancel culture is ridiculous. now. A little over a year later, she pops up with a different name. She's calling herself Madame Moulinet. Moulinet, spelled M-O-U-L-I-N-E-T. I'm assuming Moulinet. It's kind of hot. It's a hot name. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. It, you think if you hired a Madame Moulinet from like a newspaper, you'd probably expect like, um, did you ever watch American Horror Story? Yeah. The season, uh, murder house season, mm -hmm. the maid. Oh my god, she was so hot! So hot. 
Like, I was like drooling when I watched that season. I was like, oh my God. I was, I was shocked at how much they got away with during that season. Right? Watching it by myself, I felt like I was watching a sex scene with my parents sitting next to me. You know? Oh my God. I was just like, am I I allowed to be, this is, (laughs) this is a lot. This is uncomfortably arousing. Now. Yeah. That's who you would expect to show up at your door when you hire a Madame Moulinet. But then, mm-hmm. instead, you get Alex Jones uh, slash Shrek. <laughs> now, 1907, April 17th, she was working for a family that didn't have a lot of money. A family by the last name of uh, Bavuze. Their kid died. Uh, and Shocking. Do we need to say how? Convulsions of, uh, that, that caused his throat to bruise from the outside. And now, Dr who examined him was like, oh yeah, I just, I'm really disappointed with the French medical system at this point in time. They're just like, how did, how did this kid die? Um, I don't know. How, how does everyone else die? Convulsions. Obviously that's, that's what they taught us in medical school. People either die of natural causes or convulsions. Mm -hmm. There's nothing in between. Now, somehow uh, about a month after the kid died, the doctor saw these uh, newspaper clippings. And I believe he found them, like, in Jean's belongings or around her belongings. Like, she was keeping them as trophies or something uh, with pictures of her. And then he was like, oh, shit, this is the same person. And so then he went and changed the, the record back. He's like, oh, no, just kidding, guys. The kid was murdered. I am so embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> so, again... She gets put on trial. She hires fucking Henry again. Oh, right. Like he was on retainer or something. Like She's like, oh, you missed my mouth, huh? <laughs> now, <laughs> now, the kid had a second autopsy. And I feel like she was blowing the doctor, too. Because after the second autopsy, the doctor who examined him was like, oh, yeah, this kid definitely died of typhoid. Damn, she had skills. Right? Yeah, I'm a little jealous. <laughs> of of this of not the murder skills, the other skills. Yeah. The sexy skills. Yeah. I mean she had to she had to work with what she had, right? Totally. She was like, totally. you guys underestimate me. Wait till I get you naked. I just <laughs> like yes, I don't understand the psychology behind specifically murdering children versus just like going crazy and murdering everyone yeah it also seems too easy yeah no i could understand if there's been a few murderers of children who i'm like okay that might have been work because they were slight women you know and (laughs) some kids can be very strong like a seven-year-old boy if if you're like a hundred pound woman possibly be you know difficult to murder for sure. But if you are uh, Jean, that's 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 light work. Yeah, she's sturdy. What did you call her? Sturdy. Sturdy murderess. Sturdy murderess. The sturdy murderess. <laughs> oh, she's Trunchbull from Matilda. That's who she's like. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Davish. Shot put, javelin. Now her second trial, she was again uh, acquitted because of this shitty doctor's testimony Mm -hmm. again 
she disappears and then a few months later pops up again working at a children's hospital oh no and she got the job because there was this group of people convinced that she was innocent and she'd been railroaded you know cancel culture so they were like let let us hire this woman who has been unfairly dragged through the mud. Damn. She lasted. That's what happens. That's what happens. <laughs> How long did she last? Less than How a week. She... Oh. Less than a week at her new job before she was physically caught strangling a kid. Finally. Finally caught in the act. But less than a week? She is not smart about it at all. She was just like itching. Like she was when she disappeared, like where'd she go? Like into the into the woods. She was like, let me just lay low for a second. And then like every day she was just like sitting, digging her fingernails into her knees in, in a rocking chair. Just like, oh, I need to strangle some babies, right? Yep. Less than a week she gets caught. What do they do? They don't call the cops they don't report it they fire her and then they're like can you just just leave okay just just go go don't come back don't tell anyone about this this is so embarrassing like, <laughs> we told everyone you were innocent Ugh. we didn't believe in cancel culture but now we understand that when you said cancel what you meant was accountability culture yeah. So they covered it up. They're like, we don't want people to know we were wrong. So we're just not even like Twitter was like, around then. They, they, you know, like it was just like, oh, Mr. Roberts down the street. Don't want him to find out. Yeah. <laughs> so she went back to Paris. Now it says that she was arrested for vagrancy, but I think that what does vagrancy even mean? Being homeless? That's not a crime. Right. Maybe back then it was. I don't know. I mean, it's still kind of considered a crime the way they treat homeless people nowadays. But was it just illegal to be a woman uh, sleeping outside at night? Maybe. I mean, actually, maybe. I don't know. Just I illegal like, to be but... single and uh, unhomed. So they put her in an asylum, which is odd. Yeah. It, it is where she belonged, but. Exactly. But she wasn't put, put there, there for the right reason. And the doctors there, they were like, uh, why, why are you here? You're you're fine. You're not crazy. Mm -mm. And they let her go. Oh boy! And she became uh, officially on the record. She started doing sex work. Yeah, girl. She picked up a partner, a husband yeah. who she wasn't married to. She was doing pretty well for herself. Um, she sounds like she's socially. killing it now. Yeah, she, she was killing the dating game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, a year later. May 8th, 1908, her and her partner moved into an inn in a, a town called uh, Commercy. They had to move out when uh, Jean was caught strangling the, the innkeeper's son. Ten years old, by the way. This kid was ten years old, which is... The oldest. Know, that, that's not a baby. Right. The dad had to punch her in the face several times. <laughs> Before she would let go of the kid. He was already dead by the time the dad busted in to the room. I'm glad she finally got decked. 
(laughs) She really deserved it. She goes back to trial. Now, this is, what, her fourth trial? Yeah. October 25th, 1908, she is officially declared insane. Finally. And they send her, not to prison, back to an asylum. Good. I understand her being declared insane because she couldn't stop killing kids and didn't really care who saw it. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, why wouldn't they send her to prison? I agree. I think she should have definitely suffered in prison. We could go into this whole mental illness. I mean, mentally ill people don't necessarily murder people, so they should have just put her in prison. Now, apparently (laughs) doctors uh, would would visit her often at the hospital, as doctors do when uh, a criminally insane uh, murderer who was the subject of very sensational cases, as happens. And uh, so they would study her, and it was said that she experienced, uh, quote, fits of frenzy in sexual fantasy, oh. which uh, they said might have been her motivation to murder. Like, she got off on strangling kids, or? Ooh. Yeah. Now, what's crazy is if she had just slightly redirected that she could have done it for years and years because there are lots of dudes who like being strangled so and true much more difficult to to kill while doing it than a child right mm-hmm. <laughs> so she could have just been she could have just been dating like kinky dudes with like thick necks and totally just been able to strangle to her heart's content without anyone ever dying but maybe the dying was the the part that was the most Uh, seductive to her now it is said that she might have killed as many as 20 kids now i don't know who these other kids are or how uh people came to that conclusion yeah she she could have been an iconic sex worker but instead she was just an iconic child murderer she could have been the marques de sade oh amen now, 10 years she was in the asylum. Do you know how she died? Oh, I'm going to take a wild guess. She strangled herself. Listeners, we don't mean she hanged herself. No, she did not take bed sheets and uh, tie it to some rafters and, you know, do it the way people normally hang themselves in, in, in prison or jail or in an institution or anywhere. No, she did not put a belt around her neck and and put it around a doorknob. She literally put her two sturdy hands around her own throat and squeezed until she died. Wow. Do you know how strong you have to be to strangle yourself with your bare hands? She, speaking of trench bowl, she put herself in a chokey. Man, whenever I strangle myself for like, you know, sexy reasons, uh-huh. <laughs> I always get way too scared. You know, you, there's right? always a, a your, point your where you're like, no, involuntary response of, of taking your hands away when, when you're like, <laughs> your brain says, oh, this is, this is too much, right? Yeah. But she was so committed. She shut that part of her brain off. I admire that level of commitment. I gotta say. Yeah. I mean, if only she had done that before she she killed all these babies. <laughs> exactly. But that 
is the story of Gene Weber. Bree, what do you have coming up that you might want people to know about? I have new episodes of my podcast, Dirty Deets, coming up soon. Uh, it is a podcast for and by sex workers. And we basically just spill the hot goss about what's going on in our world, decriminalization, stuff like that. It's a lot of fun. Um, it you can check it out on my YouTube channel. It is, it's, I, we try to be funny. Okay. Uh, I have some crazy stories that are very funny. Uh-huh. Um, probably not to the people that are in them, but to me, they are funny because <laughs> okay. that's what sex work is to me. It It is like just an amalgamation of the weirdest shit. Right. <laughs> um, and people's innermost fantasies are hilarious. So mine included. Um, so that's what I got going on. And yeah, you can check me out on YouTube at Brie Esrig. And that's B-R-E-E-E-S-S-E-S-S-R-I-G. Yeah. Triple E double S. It's confusing. <laughs> okay. Do you, uh, any, your socials, uh, you want people to follow you on, uh, you know, Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff too? Sure. I love that. I'm at Brie Esrig on all socials. Easy. Easy peasy. Well, thanks for coming on and talking to me about this. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. It was fun. That was it. That was 67. If you like what you heard, don't forget to stop by Apple Podcasts, formerly known as iTunes. Leave a rating, leave a review. And if you want to send an email, you have suggestions of who you want to hear on the show or who you want us to talk about, you can send that to wwkpodcast at gmail.com. Other than that, Thanks again for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time.